How'd the session go? Coffee. The session went coffee? Give me coffee or I will stab you in the throat. So you're saying the session went badly? I'm saying I want coffee. Pour it. Sure. And there's something you need to know. Is it coffee-related? I think you're going to need to focus, coffee or no coffee. <laughs> focus without coffee is not possible. We have a visitor. Now, I, I just spent three hours with the visitor. Not that visitor. This one is more local, though she does want to talk about that other visitor. They all want to talk about that visitor. Yes? I am exhausted and can barely focus. I don't want to talk to anybody, and certainly not about that. I suspect she will not actually care what you want. She's in uniform. Does she have a gun? She herself? No. But as you know, there are any number of people at this facility who do have guns, and any one of those people are quite likely to shoot you if she gives the order. Henderson, you wouldn't shoot me, would you? Let's hope it doesn't come to that, ma'am. That was less definite than I was hoping for. No, ma'am. I don't think it was. I was going to ask you to dinner on Saturday, Henderson. That was very kind of you, ma'am. You realize that offer is now rescinded, since it now seems likely that you would be willing to shoot me? Understood. I consider it my loss, ma'am. Oh, that was very flattering, coming from the man who's going to shoot me. Let's hope it doesn't come to that, ma'am. And the circle is now complete. Can we get back to the matter at hand? Uh, the woman in uniform? Yes. I believe she's a colonel. Did we not agree that you would handle the military? We did. They didn't. Oh, what does she want? I gather she wants results. Oh, so it's going to be this conversation. Afraid so. I have had this conversation before. All it does is slow us down. Again, you and I have had this conversation. She has not. She'll be here soon? I'm surprised she's not here already. Have you finished your coffee? I have finished this cup. I have not finished my coffee. I suspect I will need at least four more to deal with this colonel. Drink more. I'll keep them coming. Eddie's. Thank you. I was actually speaking to the person who was standing at attention. Yes, but I appreciate the invitation nonetheless. Uh, colonel, this is Dr. Natalie Pearson. Which you already knew, of course. Uh, how can I help you, Colonel... Smith. Really? No. I came here for a status report. Eric, how many status reports did you send out in the last week? I sent at least seven. Um... Do you really think belligerence is the ideal way to handle this situation, Doctor? I'm trying to get across the message that your presence here is unwanted, unnecessary, and is, in fact, a hindrance. You say you came for a status report, and I know I've filled out dozens in the last few weeks. So either you haven't bothered to read them, in which case <laughs> you're an idiot, or you have read them and don't like what you've seen. I'm assuming the latter. That's good, because I am not, in fact, an idiot. Oh, I wouldn't say that. For instance, Eric is not an idiot, which I know from working with him. Allow me to demonstrate why he is not an idiot. Eric... You know that the sky is blue during the daytime, don't you? Natalie. He actually does, trust me. He's just terrified of you. Now, Eric, focus for me, please. Let's say that you know the sky is blue, but that you don't like it. You wish it was, let's say, bright green. Okay? 
Now, Eric, given this hypothetical situation, what effect do you suppose your complaining would have on the actual color of the sky? None. Exactly. And that, Colonel Smith, is why you are an idiot. You know what the facts are, but you don't like them, and you believe that by coming here and complaining about the facts that you can change them in any way. This seems a little rehearsed to me. In fairness, Colonel, this isn't the first time someone wanted to know why things weren't moving faster. So, you've had plenty of time to perfect this justification for your incompetence. Are you finished? Clearly not, as you're still here. Fourteen weeks. Henderson, you know that the sky is blue, right? Fourteen weeks and no results. That's actually not even remotely the case, Colonel. This is the fastest anyone has ever done this kind of thing. No one has ever done this kind of thing before. Which is kind of Dr. Pearson's point. There's my boy. Challenges academics and he grows a spine. I'm ignoring you. Colonel, the first time takes time. There haven't been a lot of firsts lately in the world we live in, but this is one of them. The first person to melt down rocks and forge them into metal didn't do it right the first time. Edison tried thousands of ways to make an electric light bulb before he stole a good one from Tesla. So, I should have hired Tesla instead of Edison. You didn't hire either of us, Colonel. So, you know how much of an investment I have in you two seeing this through. Fourteen weeks. We didn't have fourteen weeks. Not even close. I can show you a calendar. Fourteen weeks since the crash. You're new to your post. Excuse me? Someone else was unhappy with the progress of the entire project, and they brought you in to clean house. I know this because if you had been with the project from the beginning, you would have also read the progress reports. From the beginning. You'll be surprised to know that I read all of your reports. There wasn't that much to read. Because we had no access at the beginning. You had the best minds in the world trying to figure out some fairly basic questions. What kind of atmosphere should we keep it in? What does it eat? How does it eat? Is there a way to get biological samples? <laughs> there is? Great! What did we just get a biological sample of? Are these liver cells, kidney cells, muscle tissue, or did we just happen upon a tumor that isn't supposed to be there at all? Whoops! Maybe we weren't even supposed to mess with that piece. It seems less healthy when we do that. What do you mean? It looked more healthy to me. Its color has improved. And what makes you think it's supposed to be that sickly shade of gray instead of that sickly shade of gray-brown? This went on for a while, as you can imagine. What we have arrived at is stasis. Trial and error, mostly error, has brought us to the point where nothing major has changed for several weeks. We have it in an atmosphere that it can apparently tolerate, and we have developed a food that it can eat without immediately dying. One food. One. For over a month, it has eaten the same food every day. We don't know if it likes that food, but it tolerates it. For now. Imagine eating rice every day of your life. Don't people do that in some parts of the world? Yes, but usually not just rice. Rice will keep you alive for a while, but it's hardly a complete diet. Eventually, your body will start to miss the things it's not getting, and for all we know, that food we developed might not be as good as rice. It might be more like trying to survive on black licorice. It will keep you from starving to death, but not much else. And this all prevented you from making any progress because... Seriously? You can't figure this out?
we are in charge of trying to find a way to communicate with it. Those first weeks were kind of like trying to talk to someone with a breathing tube stuck down their throat. Only worse. Much worse. So much worse. All right. Six weeks. Can we agree you've had sufficient access for six weeks? <laughs> sufficient is not the word you want. Something is sufficient when it accomplishes a task. Sufficient funds to purchase something. Sufficient sleep to prevent impaired decision-making. We won't know if we've had sufficient access until we know if we've made progress. And you don't think it's a problem that you don't know if you've made progress? Colonel, when you're driving a car and you turn down the wrong street, you don't always know it's the wrong street. We may be making progress, or we may have turned down the wrong road. In this moment, there's no way to know, because no one has ever gone down this road before. Actually, they have. It's called being a parent. You take something that doesn't know anything, and you teach it things until it knows something. Billions of people have learned how to talk with things that don't know how to talk yet. I'm no expert like you two supposedly are, but maybe, just maybe, you should start with something basic, like the alphabet. Henderson! Natalie, don't! Henderson, I would very much like to reach over this table and shake the stupid out of your boss. If I do that, will you shoot me? Can we try to de-escalate this? We can try, but it involves me talking to your boss, like the ignorant little baby she was just mentioning. I don't think she'd like that. I'm giving you two weeks to show some progress. Then we quit. Excuse me? The kind of progress you're looking for won't happen in two weeks. Or if it does, it's because our guest had a eureka moment, which is out of our control entirely. If you're giving me this kind of ultimatum, I'd rather spend my time playing video games at home. It has just as much likelihood of success, and I won't have to bang my head against the wall. Are you quitting as well, Dr. Pearson? Oh, no. <laughs> at least not yet. First, I need to explain to you how stupid you are. Then I can quit. I'll pass. The Indus Valley Civilization. Are you familiar with it? Not particularly. It's a civilization that was around about the time of the Sumerians and the Babylonians. They had an entire written language. Do you know how many people on this planet can read that language? Is this the part where you tell me how few people have the same qualifications as you do because you can translate from a dead language? No, this is the part where she tells you that nobody can read that language. What? Nobody can read that language! We learned to read hieroglyphics because of the Rosetta Stone. There is no Rosetta Stone for the Indus Valley Civilization. We don't know what it means, how its grammar was structured, anything. And those, I remind you, were fellow humans. Baby humans have millions of years of evolution helping them to learn how we, as people, communicate. If something goes wrong, if the baby can't learn the way other babies do, we find other ways. We work as a community to find new ways to teach the baby. And we can do that because we know what it is. We know how it learns, how its kind of thinking works. And this prevents you from showing our guests the alphabet. Why? Henderson? I'm going to draw something on this post-it note. You tell me what it is, please. That's a letter A, sir. Really? I thought this was a letter A. That is a capital letter A, ma'am. Which is a whole other source of confusion. But now let's try this. 
What is a letter A, Henderson? Uh, it stands no. for the sound you make. An A sound. It's a basic concept. You should be able to... It's a basic concept, but it's not a simple concept, Colonel. A stands for the A sound, unless it stands for the aw sound, or the short A like in cat. And by the way, all these exceptions, and we're only on the first letter of the alphabet. And now, Colonel, explain what an A is to me again. But pretend I'm deaf. Well, not just deaf. Explain it to someone who doesn't even have a concept of what sound is. Do you realize how much of your brain evolved to understand symbolism? That one thing could come to stand for something else? We excel at that, just like we're really good at recognizing facial features. This thing? We don't know what it excels at. We haven't been able to establish communication with an alien being because you only brought us one alien being, and we don't know how it communicates. You reported that it makes noises. Well, yes, but when your stomach growls, you're not trying to say hello. It may not even know it's making noise. I'm giving off infrared light from my body heat. Does that mean I'm trying to communicate with it? We've been working to see if it reacts to stimuli so we can determine what it can and cannot sense. And then we need to figure out whether those senses are part of its communication system. What does that mean? Ants communicate primarily through scent. Dogs can smell really, really well, but it's not their primary communication sense. We know it has tactile sense, but that doesn't mean it could even comprehend the concept of Braille. We tried showing it pictures of numbers next to different amounts of things. It failed. Whoever said math is the universal language never taught anyone how to teach the universal language without a common language. Or maybe it worked perfectly. What? I hate this part. Oh, the truth? Yeah, it's a real pain. It's not the truth. It's a theory. It's one of many. I strongly suggest you enlighten me. There's every possibility that it speaks our language perfectly. It just chooses not to give that indication. Or it could be that what we have here is a drone that can listen to commands, but can't communicate. Don't forget the brain damage theory. Henderson, you heard us talking about that. Stand silent long enough and you become a part of the furniture. You would not want your furniture to tell stories. Huh. I'm reconsidering that dinner. Are we done? Brain damage? There was a crash. It could have hurt itself in ways we don't understand. We don't even know why it crashed. Maybe this thing had a stroke and now it can't speak. So this is hopeless. It either is or isn't. There's no way to know. We have to know. Permission to speak? Granted, you sexy beast, you. He was asking me. You wanted to call him a sexy beast? You should probably go ahead, Henderson. It seems to me that what this project is lacking is context. Oh, we just went way beyond dinner. Dr. Pearson. I'm going to take you home and do things to you you've only read about. Doctor. The ship. The ship. You can let us see the ship, Colonel. No, that won't be happening. But you want results. The contents of the ship are on a need-to-know basis. Henderson, do you have any scientific background whatsoever? Any training as a xenolinguist? No, ma'am. And yet he can tell that we need to know. I don't see the value. Am I allowed to call her stupid, or is that just you, Natalie? No one should call me stupid. Then don't say stupid things. You can't see the value in letting us see the ship? Really? If there's a big blue button that makes the ship go forward, then maybe there's a marking on that button. 
And if there's a marking, then we just learned a word. We know it can associate symbolism with language. Or maybe it's the fact that the button is blue. We can associate color with meaning. Or is it the tactile sensation of pushing the blue button? There are no big blue buttons. Excellent. Now tell us all the other things there aren't, since you won't just show us what things are there. If we know what its environment is, we can learn how it processes the world. And that means we can talk to it. Probably. It's definitely much less doomed to failure. So show us the ship. The technology on that ship is classified. We are linguists. Even if you showed me a nuclear fusion reactor, I couldn't build one. I don't care how the tech works. I just need to see what the markings, if any, are like. Or how they keep the thing that makes it go forward separate from the thing that makes it go sideways. If you want progress, you're going to have to give us... Context. Those things I'm going to do to you? Twice. Excuse me. No, I am done with you. You need to make two decisions. Are you going to let us keep working, or will you slow down this whole process and bring in a new team of people to try to do the impossible? And number two, are you going to let us see the ship or not? You need to decide if figuring out how to communicate with this thing is more important than keeping its tech secret. What I need is for you to figure out what it wants. Oh, that. It wants to go home. Yeah. Just like that? Sergeant? You're nodding, too? Yes, Colonel. He's been here. And that means... You've been reading status reports. He's been here. Just to keep this visitor alive, we've had to be inhuman to it. Inhuman. Inhuman. Positively inhuman. To save it, we have been inhuman? All doctors swear to do no harm. We don't even know how much harm we've done here while we were trying to keep it from dying. I haven't slept in weeks, Colonel. We've put this thing through hell, and we've had to watch every second of it. It wants to go home. We don't have to know anything about it to know that. Whatever home it has is better than this. So, if we had the chance, if we could let it go home... Do it. I don't know. You don't know? I hate what we're doing here. But I only know what it wants. I don't know what we want. I want to stop hurting it. The easiest way to do that is to shoot it. Would that kill it? Give me enough bullets. I can make it quick. And again, we don't know what we want. What do you mean by that? If it's a diplomat here to make peace, we need to keep it alive and beg forgiveness. If someone might come looking to see if their family member's coming home, we probably want to keep it alive. But we don't know if that's what it is. It could be a scout for an invasion. And if that's the case, we might want it alive to find out what it knows. Or we might want to stick what passes for a head on a spike and send it back out with a message saying, no trespassing. It's always better to talk. Not, Not always. Our best bet is to learn more so we can make the right decision. To do that, Eric and I need to do our job. The best way to do that is if you let us see the ship. If you're not going to do that, go home and stop making our impossible job even harder. Do you agree? If we can't end this quickly without shooting it, then yes. Take me to see it. Are we done here? You are. I'll make my decision later. But if you think I came all the way here and I'm not going to look at it, you're out of your mind. I'll escort you. Henderson will escort me. I'm not leaving these two alone. Come on, Sergeant.
You haven't slept either? Coffee, please. It's probably not helping you sleep. It's not about sleep. It makes me feel human. Open it. Dear God. You have been listening to Talking to Strangers, produced by Seat of Our Pants Players, written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Natalie was Brie Kuby. Eric was Rick Tennant. Henderson was Andrew Dell, and the Colonel was Liz Music. Sound effects and music provided by www.freesfx.co.uk. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>